Among the biggest medical device cybersecurity challenges faced by healthcare providers is addressing the hundreds, if not thousands, of legacy devices in their environments. What can entities do to get a better handle on legacy medical device issues? I'm Marianne Kobasek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Ben Ransford, President of healthcare cybersecurity firm Verta Labs, who will be discussing legacy device cybersecurity challenges. So, Ben, as you work with healthcare providers, what are some of the top challenges you see them dealing with when it comes to the cybersecurity of legacy devices? I think the biggest challenge that providers face is it's all too common to have a lack of knowledge about what stuff you have. I'm talking about connected devices. I'm talking about devices that may or may not be connected. The reality is that pretty much everything coming into a hospital is a some sort of a computing device these days. Right? Software is eating the world. And so the, the poor management practices that I've seen at healthcare providers over the past few years of working closely with them are really related to just sort of lack of understanding what to know about devices and then, and then actually getting that knowledge. So just to make it a concrete example, the rule of thumb that we like to use is that there are between 14 and 15 medical devices per bed. So you take the number of beds the hospital has, multiply it by that, and you get a sense of the scale of the problem. So what we've found is that when we go in and we say, okay, can you tell us your top 10 categories of devices that you're most worried about? Or you know, the manufacturers who have given you the most trouble. Typically, they'll be able to answer things like that, but they won't be able to pick out specific devices. And so just lack of knowledge as to what devices are out there, what security properties they're supposed to have, those are where the major information gaps have been. And when you have information gaps, it's really hard to get started on anything related to security. So, Ben, when it comes to inventory and asset management issues, why is that such a problem with medical devices, older medical devices? Is it a matter of organizations have having acquired or being merged with other organizations, people bringing things in that other doctors may not know about or don't have official approval to use, but they're still being used? What are some of those issues? Those are very astute points. I think the biggest problems that, are, that really allow healthcare providers to shoot themselves in the foot are people problems. And so uh, the things you mentioned, so for example, devices just come on, they appear, these Martian devices come out of nowhere and appear on a network, or suddenly they develop a problem that surfaces to the security team, and nobody's ever heard of this thing before. That's a major problem. Additionally, I think probably the biggest problem that is really, really painful to see is when the clinical and the IT folks don't work together. I think culturally, there's sometimes kind of a mismatch. You know, we might see the clinical people thinking that the IT people have no idea about the workflow that's involved in in care of patients. And then the IT people might think that the clinical people are sort of clueless when it comes to computers. What I have seen start to work at hospitals is when they can find that sort of magical unicorn person who can straddle the clinical side of the house and the IT side of the house. This could be somebody with, say, a help desk background who is also a biomed. Uh, Those folks are out there, and uh, I think some of the best hospitals are finding these roles. And if that is really your point person, a lot of inaction comes from unclear assignment of responsibilities. And so when you can give medical device security sort of a broad mandate to a person like that who really understands both sides, that's when you start to see people making progress. So, Ben, when it comes to processes or technologies or other tools that entities can use to improve some of these legacy device management issues, including 
identifying or discovering medical devices in their environments and then knowing what's needed to keep them secure. Any suggestions? Yeah, pretty much every framework you read related to security starts that inventory. And there are some shortcuts that are legitimate shortcuts to take. So, for example, you can use some open source tools. We just released one to plug our own at vertilabs.com. It links to GitHub. And this is free and open source software that does a discovery and identification of medical devices. It's not 100% perfect because legacy devices are really terrible at identifying themselves. In fact, we as an industry have done a pretty poor job of making things that are easy to manage, but at least it gets you started. Um, There are some commercial tools too, I'm not gonna call out names, but there are quite a few tools that let you figure out from network traffic feeds what stuff is talking on your network. And so that is a decent answer for, for network devices. And the downside of that is that you're giving all your PHI to a company you might not know that well. But there are some other tools that are really useful discovery too. So if you look at some of the tools that the network management folks use in any large organization, Things like Nmap, which is a free and open source network mapping tool, can give you a sense of what sorts of things are sitting out there, give you some idea of manufacturers, and you have a pretty decent chance of finding most of the things that might be sitting there on your network using free and open source tools. When it gets into things that you should care about, like intrusion detection, um, there are a lot of existing tools out there, and there are some new tools, too, that look at network traffic patterns. Some of the same ones that say that they offer uh, identification and discovery um, also say things about intrusion detection, anomaly detection, and so on. I, I think that is a, a growing area of interest for a lot of organizations, but as a computer scientist, I can say that we're not quite there yet. You know, We may see great advances in AI and self-driving cars and so on, but for computer security, it's a bit of a more difficult road to hoe. So now, Ben, as we know, legacy medical devices often run outdated software, sometimes operating systems like XP that are no longer supported by vendors. How big of a problem do you think that is? And any suggestions there for tackling those issues? Well, this is the major problem with legacy devices is that a lot of them are just never going to get updates ever again because the software is beyond its serviceable lifetime. It's totally understandable why healthcare providers will keep a device for a long time. And it's because capital expenditures are so big and that you want to get as much value out of a device over its lifetime as you can. And so a lot of things don't break over that time period. And so you don't fix them by replacing them with something that, that you have to pay for. A lot of manufacturers, too, have really struggled with being, uh, with keeping up with updates to the software that they use. Um, they use off-the-shelf software like Windows and Linux because it means that they don't have to implement a lot of basic stuff that those operating systems provide. So that's where the fundamental tension comes from. In terms of actually managing devices that have these out-of-date operating systems that you don't plan to replace or get rid of, you know, obviously it's great if you can establish a plan to sunset these devices, but if you can't, just old-fashioned network basics such as being able to segment things into their own segments goes a really long way. And so I've seen some success from teams that have been able to characterize what these devices are doing. You know, for example, this thing might need to talk to the EHR over here, and it might talk to this other server over here, and apply just a very restrictive set of policies based on kind of a need-to-know basis where this device can do only the things that it's required to be able to do, and so the people on, like, the guest network of the hospital can't get to it. Um, So when you hear people talk about segmentation, I think there is a role, especially for these devices, that you can't manage anymore. 
but also it's really a shared responsibility. If you listen to FDA about what needs to happen for medical device security, it is a shared responsibility among providers, manufacturers, and so on. So one really great thing that healthcare providers can do is just make a lot of noise to their manufacturers during procurement and then during those times when they interact with devices as computers. They need to be able to needle manufacturers, and manufacturers need to respond and say, yes, this is our plan to, to, to upgrade this device's operating system, and for this one that's no longer supported, here is a good replacement, and crucially, let's give you a deal on a new device because we got you into this legacy device mess. We can help you get out. I don't know if that will actually happen because everything's so motivated by profit, but what I'd love to see is for some sort of alternative upgrade path for devices so that the healthcare providers don't think that they need to spend you know, the entire price of a new device to replace an old one. We'll see. That may happen in 2019. I'll keep my fingers crossed. And finally, Ben, briefly looking ahead to this year, any top predictions about the state of medical device cybersecurity, especially when it comes to potential advances? So I think that we're seeing more guidance, which is really good. This is ultimately an industry. All of healthcare, both on the device side and on the health delivery organization side, are driven by regulation and by guidance. And so really good news to see the HHS documents that were released and really great to see FDA continuing to kind of refine their guidance for manufacturers. Now, what I hear is that these things are not quite specific enough. So what I'm looking for in 2019 is more specificity and a lot more involvement from the stakeholders. And that means things like public comment and just you know going and talking about these things. It's really encouraging, too, to see events like the Biohacking Village at DEF CON where people can get together with hackers and regulators and device manufacturers and HDOs all at once. That's really cool to see. Another thing I should say that I think will happen in 2019 is that we'll start to see some consolidation among companies that are talking about medical device security. There are now a lot of startups, and I'm seeing a lot of confusion among hospitals and hospital systems around what they should do and which startups they should buy from. And so sometimes you see these five-way shootouts among providers of software for, for medical device security. And I think that's really unsustainable. So what we should see is that maybe some will, will snap each other up, some might get snapped up by larger companies, but uh, I'm hoping that, that we'll see a simplified menu of options for healthcare providers over the next year. Thanks, Ben. I've been speaking to Ben Ransford. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.